All right. So I'm changing the pace of it today with this. I have a special guest on my podcast today, my friend Haley, who is serving in Belfade, Honduras as a teacher at El Camino Bilingual School um, with organization Teach Beyond. Welcome here, Haley. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this. Yeah, should be fun. All right. So to start the interview, um, when you were telling your family and friends about your decision to serve in Honduras at El Camino. Um, you kind of shared your journey with everyone, how you came to that decision, like how your prayers were answered. And um, would you mind sharing that with that story with us here? Yeah, of course. Um, it kind of feels like a long time ago and some of the details I'm starting to forget, but really it was only a year ago. So one year ago, I was finishing up university. I had a couple months left. And I really started to question what I was going to do next. And I fully intended to get a job locally and yeah, work in the division that I grew up in and work locally and settle down there. And I started questioning if maybe there was something different that I should be doing. And I started looking specifically into private schools, but still staying in Manitoba. So maybe going to Winnipeg or somewhere and working in a private school. And then I decided to just look into going abroad um, and very set on just looking. I wasn't planning to do it, but one day I was like just curious and I decided to look into a couple of different organizations. And a few years ago, my sister with her Bible college went on a trip and she learned about the sending organization Teach Beyond. And so ever since then, she had kind of just like she would throw it out every once in a while, like, oh, once you're done, you should go teach somewhere with Teach Beyond. And I always said, okay, but I just brushed it off. Like it wasn't something I was considering. But then I went onto their website and I just started looking through it. And then slowly over the next few weeks, maybe a month or more, it kind of started one week, my pastor was preaching about singleness and about how when you're single, you're in a really good place to, um, if the Lord is asking you to just pick up and move and go somewhere else. And it was kind of like, oh, like he's talking to me, like God's, or like God's talking to me through him, because this is something that I've been thinking about. And yeah, he kind of just, church was virtual at that point. And, you know, it felt like the pastor like looked straight at me and just yeah. said, if God is calling you somewhere, he will go with you and he will prepare the way for you and he will not leave you alone and he'll take care of you. And it was like, whoa, okay. So I started taking it a little bit more seriously. And then, you know, maybe it was the next Sunday or a couple of weeks later, another pastor was um, preaching from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. And he challenged us all to read the Sermon on the Mount every day for a week. So I was reading it. And Matthew 5, 14, I have it here. Matthew 5, 14 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So I was reading that every day. And in the meantime, I was looking through the different opportunities that Teach Beyond had. Um, so Teach Beyond works with schools all around the world. So there were, I don't know, maybe a hundred options on the website. And I was kind of going through all the web 
all of the specific school websites and there were just so many and so many of them looked fun and looked interesting and they had really good stories and I wondered how I would ever narrow it down to just one the whole idea of going abroad was still super it was just like it didn't seem realistic but I was still looking and then I came across um, El Camino here in Honduras and El Camino is part of Loma de Luz Ministries which includes a hospital a children's home and a school and Loma de Luz means it translates to hill of light and so their whole mission is to be a light on the hill mm-hmm. um, and yeah that was the week that I was reading the Sermon on the Mount and that was kind of the moment for me where <clears throat> I started taking it more seriously and I was like, okay, I think this is where I'm supposed to go. And after that, everything else just fell into place. And um, it just seemed to work out with really like the Lord's hand guiding everything and making all the pieces fit together. So your first few days in Honduras, it's very, it's quite a bit warmer there. Like it's very different (laughs) than Canada. Um, Tell us a little bit about your first few days there. What were some things that you expected and what were some things that surprised you? Okay, um, so when I landed, I landed in a small airport on an island off of Honduras. It's called okay. Roton. And then I actually met up with one of the girl who's, girls who's lived here for five years. So that was really nice. I was able to travel back with her. But we stopped on May, once we got to mainland, we stopped at a grocery store. And like I was immediately just shocked with a few different things. So, first of all, going through the grocery store after I'd been traveling for about 40 hours and nothing's in my language and I don't understand the prices and I don't know where anything is. So I managed to get some groceries and then I go to the checkout and I can't communicate with them because I don't speak Spanish. I saw the people ahead of me pull out like a piece of ID when they were paying. And I was like, oh no, do I need ID? I had left my ID in the car and just taken in my credit card. So I asked my friend, I was like, do I need ID? And she said, yes. So I quickly ran outside to the taxi while they were scanning my items, ran back inside with my ID Mm -hmm. and then my credit card declined. So that just felt like, oh my goodness, like nothing's going well. What have I gotten myself into? That was my first real real experience in Honduras. And then we drove out to where we live, which is about an hour and a half from the city. And it was already dark, so I couldn't see a whole lot. And the drive from the city to where we live, it's an hour and a half. And about 45 minutes of that is on a really bumpy dirt road full of potholes. And we were taking it in a little taxi. So that kind of surprised me. Like how far away we were from the city. Um, I got to my house in the dark, went to bed, but then I woke up the next morning and I went outside my house and looking out of my front porch, like I can see the ocean and it's just a beautiful view. So that was another surprise. So it felt like the first few days were just surprising. Like, wow, it's hot and it's humid. And I don't know as much Spanish as I did. And it's really beautiful here. Those were kind of the big surprises. So now you've been (laughs) teaching there for quite a while already. I think it's been four months. Um, It's been seven now. 
So it's been seven months since you've been there. What has God been teaching and showing you during that time? Um, I think there's been a lot of things over the last seven months, and some of them have been like stayed throughout the whole time that I've been learning the whole time. And then there's been things here and there that I've been like, wow. Um, and one of the biggest things is just that God will take care of you if he calls you somewhere. And one of the biggest ways that I see that is in the peace that he's given me in being here, um, the lack of homesickness. I haven't felt homesick and he's really just given me a community of people that make me feel welcome and included. And like, I actually have friends here Mm -hmm. and not just I'm here and I'm doing my job, but I'm blessing. So just like the way that he takes care of me and fills like each of the needs that I have, whether it's like an emotional need that I'm feeling, or if it's um, like real things like food, um, it's just, it's been an adjustment here, just different foods available. And I am an hour and a half from the city and I don't have a car. So sometimes it's like, oh, like my pantry is getting low, but people will like invite me for dinner or I'll go to the vegetable stand and they'll have a good selection. So it's kind of just neat to watch the way that he really just takes care of us in the big things and the small things. I know we talked about it like after you had been there for a month and you had said like you were in homesick, like it just felt like such like home right away. Yeah, that was a real gift. What parts of your teaching at El Camino have been the most rewarding? That's a really good question. I think it's really rewarding for me when my kids are excited to learn or excited about something that they learned and it's like okay great I didn't just have like a boring yeah lesson and it's sorry like something um then just over the months like recognizing oh look how far they've come and not that it was just me it was on their part and the other people that are helping them and just like so many factors that go into it but seeing that growth is really encouraging So to kind of go off of that question, how do you bring your faith into your classroom? Uh, Well, El Camino is a Christian school, so that's really nice that I can just be open about my faith and the kids hear about God every day. The kids have a Bible class with another teacher, but then in my classroom, we start each day with a morning prayer. So the kids give prayer requests and they can be like, you know, things like somebody who's sick or somebody who's in the hospital and then we also almost daily we're praying for somebody's animal who's sick or hurt their foot so it's really cool just to see um, what's on their hearts and what they want to pray for Mm -hmm. and then we take turns praying everyone has the opportunity to pray and that's one of my favorite parts of the day is just hearing their prayers and hearing their like the genuine way that they talk to God and their kind of their innocence in the things that they ask for Um, and just their faith that God does care about those things. And it's really neat. Um, We also like I'll incorporate Bible stories if we're doing something in ELA or in reading. Um, I might use a Bible story to talk about characters or to talk about whatever element we're talking about. And then it just comes up in conversation. So the other day, my kids are practicing their memory verse for their Bible class. And I forget exactly which verse it was, but it, it talks about how like the world is going to pass away, but the Lord's word is forever. And 
we got into this conversation of, well, who made God and how was God made? And what do you mean there's no end to God? Like as people, we have a beginning and we have an, an end. And how does God not have that? And so it kind of just comes up in conversations in our class. I incorporate it into our lessons. And they also um, then talk about the Bible in their Bible class. And that always seems to find its way back into our class as well. What has been a Bible verse that has stood out to you lately? Um, a verse that has stood out to me lately is, and this actually um, stood out to me before I came. It was like one of the verses that came to me before I started looking at coming abroad. And then it kept showing up in my um, time of looking at where I was going. And it's Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Such a good verse. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you moved to this new community. Um, what has the community been like so far? The community has been really great. Honestly, I live, our setup is just so rural. I'm not actually living in a community with other Honduran people. Okay. I'm living on the side of the road amidst other American missionaries. When I talk about community, it is um, other American missionaries who are here, either serving at the hospital or the school. But the community has been really great. Um, it's really interesting to live in a place where we're all from different places, and yet we can just come together and like we're all here for the same purpose. God has brought us here to participate in his work, whether we're doctors or teachers, or we work on the palm farms that our ministry has. Um, just nice to live in, with people who have a lot of things in common, even though we're so different, like we're all away from our families and our friends and just like we create those opportunities to be family and friends with each other. What would be some words of encouragement that you would have for someone who is thinking or praying about being going into mission work? Um, I would say like just looking back at my own story and even the verse that I just shared, like God will go with you and it won't always be easy, but he will take care of you. And, you know, like we know that the Lord goes before us and he prepares things for us and he comes with us. And it's easy to say and sometimes harder to like believe or understand, but he will take care of you and it will be challenging, but you'll grow through it. And I don't know, I think it's an experience that will kind of like give you new perspectives for the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. I would encourage anybody to really just pray about it and seek if that is the Lord's will. And then to like take those steps to move because sometimes we sit around waiting for that big moment and you just need to be willing to move and let the Lord use you as well. And if you're a teacher, you can come teach here with me. So <laughs> just a little plug. Yeah. <laughs> and like just fully trusting in God and like it just gives you have to like fully surrender. Yeah. All right. So do you want to talk a bit about your the Teach Beyond organization, like how people could find them and like look into their schools and their work? Sure. Um so yeah, as I mentioned, Teach Beyond is a sending organization and you don't have to be a teacher. There are people who join Teach Beyond and they go serve as like a dorm parent or um, 
an RA in schools that have like boarding schools because they work with international schools where they have, um, you know, like kids whose parents are doing missions in one country and then they send their kids to a boarding school in another country or in that same country. Mm -hmm. So some of the schools just need people to work in their dorms. But anyways, if you go to the Teach Beyond website, which is probably just Mm teachbeyond.org, if you search Teach Beyond, it'll come up. They have an opportunity board and you can kind of narrow it down to what region of the world you want to work in, like Asia or Latin America. They have some opportunities in North America, but that's more um, like administration or like support positions. Um, Europe, there are schools all over the place. So if like the jungle is not where you want to be, you can work in like the Czech Republic or you can work in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you go in there, you can kind of narrow it down to your skill set also you could um, select like high school or you could select elementary school and then just look at the opportunities and there are plenty of people who are looking for teachers or for people and then you can get into contact with someone at teach beyond or someone at the school and go from there even if you just want more information yeah um in what ways has your life been enriched by this experience Well, just in a really simple way, like I have new friendships that I'll take with me for the rest of my life Yeah, and new perspectives also that will just impact me for the rest of my life. But um, one, one difference between the culture here and the culture back home is the culture is just a lot more relationship focused. Like you hear about Latin America, like they're not so strict about time. They're more focused on people. And so just like the slower pace of life. Mm -hmm. has been really nice and just given me more time to to rest and to spend time with friends and to spend time working on my relationship with God rather than worrying about the next thing that I have to get to just that ability to slow down and um, live more slowly I don't know I think those would be the main things new relationships new perspectives and an appreciation for a slower pace a slower pace does sound good. <laughs> it seems like that we move so fast in the world and like we just need to sometimes take time, slow down and yeah, like you said, like focus on your relationship with God and like not to worry about anything, like about time or anything. Right. All right. So those are all my questions. Thank you so much for doing this. I know it's kind of bo- out of both of our comfort zones. <laughs> no problem. It was fun. I want to thank Haley again for coming on the podcast and thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, My verse today is from Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others and that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.